Here's what I want you to do. We're talking about uh, sort of like, in a sense, nothing's off limits, but in this whole area of dating, um, tonight we wanted to just be real about guy stuff, especially talk a little more frankly about, you know, maybe I really deal with pornography. Let's talk about that openly, honestly. Um, lust issues, girlfriend stuff, whatever, like, how do I, where do I begin with this? Whatever, any question you have, it's anonymous, don't put your name on it, I don't know your handwriting, and anything, any, anything that you would like us to address. Um, I've talked to these guys about, we want to bring out, what does the Bible say on any of this stuff? There's plenty of gray areas, though, and so I also want you to hear our experiences, like, what have we experienced? So write down any question. We'll pass them forward. While you're doing that, I want these guys to introduce themselves. Maybe, t- you know, say how long you've been married, if you've been married. Not everyone is married. I don't know if that works or not. So you guys write questions. Go ahead, write a question. Yeah, say your name and uh, tell us about your family, how long you've been married, what you do. Uh, my name is Mike Matan. I'm one of the leaders here at Oasis, or co-leader here at Oasis. Uh, I've been married uh, almost 22 years. It'll be in May. Um, I have three kids. I have a boy who's 21, a man, actually, who's 21. (laughs) I have a daughter. He's in the Marine Corps. I have a daughter who is graduating. Her name is Miranda. Some of you may know her. She is here. And then I have another daughter named Kyla. She's a sophomore, and she also goes here. Um... I am a police officer. Um, we live over in Iowa, and we come to Brookside. We've been coming here now, I think, going on almost eight years, seven or eight years. So I've uh, been yeah. part of the church and love it here. It's awesome. No. So my name is uh, Eli Chase. Uh, what did you want to answer? Uh, Just tell married, us about yourself. Been married 10 months and 20 wow. days. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. But who's counting? Uh, it's, it's going all right. It's going pretty good. You know, she's doing better at it than me. But uh, that's the way it goes. So here. Um, what else? I don't know. That's good. That's good. How long have you been at Brookside? Uh, I've been at Brookside for three years. Three years. Uh, I don't have any kids. I have two dogs. And uh, they aren't dating yet, so. Anyway, uh, my name is Jonathan Santoya. Uh, uh, I am not in college. I skipped college and went to go get a full-time job, uh, which I don't recommend. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm an IT guy, and I don't have any kids. I have a girlfriend, and her name is Sarah. Um, and we've been dating for eight months, so not that long. Uh, not my longest relationship either. Uh, and I, I think I said I don't have. Okay. My name is Jim McCord, and uh, I've gone to Brookside for 12 years, I think. Nice. Um, we came here from another church after uh, it wasn't as biblical as we wanted. Oh. So it, it was all right, though. That's a shame. It's a nice, nice church and stuff like that. They just didn't uh, follow the Bible all the way. So, hey. I'm you glad know, you're here. It goes. Um, <laughs> been married for 20, 22 years. So, um, been married for a long time. Four kids. Um, to have actually two kids in this program, uh, Kelly and Jayla. Then I have Mackenzie, which she's in tribe right now, and Logan. And he's uh, slugging it out at a baseball game right now. So, so three daughters, son. Yeah. Okay. And we stopped there. Um, and I'm Brad, uh, married uh, 10 years this May in about three weeks. Um, been at Brookside for 15 years, which is 
crazy to me. Just started volunteering here as a college student. Met my wife as a tribe leader. So we were both tribe leaders at the time. Three kids, eight, five, and two. And uh, yeah, five years leading tribe, five years leading Oasis. So enough of us. Uh, anyone running any questions? Any questions down? All right, let's, Don, will you collect those? Um, where was I going to start? Guys, maybe to begin with, I want to go, so guys, sort of this week versus next week. Next week, I want to get more into um, dating, uh, boundaries in dating. What does a Christian dating relationship look like? Maybe different than, you know, people who aren't Christians. Um, I want to get more into, like, what is, what does the Bible really say? What does it really say about sexuality and the place for sex and all that stuff? Um, tonight, I want it to be more guy-specific. Maybe real quick, start with this. What's maybe just, and this is not a hard answer, and some of these guys know this, but for any of you answer this, what are some of the priorities a Christian guy should have? What are some distinctives? What should make a Christian guy stand out over against anybody else? And again, it's not a, like, we're better than by any means. Part of being a Christian is sort of like, we should be humble. We should know, like, hey, we're, we're sinful just like everybody else. So, nonetheless, there's, there's probably some distinctives. Anyone want to take a shot at What's something that you would say for these guys to be sort of be Christian men-ish? Use a mic. What is sex? Yeah, somebody. Right. Uh, I would say for a, a Christian man, and I fail often, uh, just because I think um, that's part of life is admitting your failures and to be humble about it. But I'd say integrity is one of the prime things to uh, be a Christian. Because there's a lot of things you can do that, you know, you maybe do in the dark, in front of a computer, and God's still watching, okay? There may be things that come up where, you know, nobody's around. Well, God's still going to be watching you. So I guess do what you're going to do um, and, and do it for the right reasons because in the long run, you never have to be ashamed of doing what's right. That's, that'd be my answer. Let's get real quick, any, real, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on yeah, that. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, that I think goes across the board, not just, not just uh, when you're dealing with stuff like sexually, but across the board. Uh, I think a Christian guy is, is high integrity, always doing the right thing when people aren't watching, you know. Um, and I, I, I would say that uh, a Christian guy is putting others first, not out for his own gain, out for his own comfort, um, you know, quick to listen to a friend who's in need and, and, uh, and just to be there for people and, and yeah, and looking out for especially, uh, especially other girls' interests and treating them like, like sisters in Christ and that kind of stuff. Sorry, I didn't get a lot of time, but got we time. got, we got a lot of time. Just, you, this world is telling women to kind of also to be their own woman, and you may have some times where it comes up because, uh, how do I say this, uh, where they don't want you to open doors for them, where they want to be their own person, but if you treat them with respect, ultimately I think, I think you will go a long ways. Okay, I want to I jump straight into uh, some, of these, some of these like random questions are awesome. One person wrote, do aliens exist? Great question. This person wrote this. I've always been perplexed by this. What is the Illuminati? 
Many of you, you're like, you're like, I could tell you right now, I could write 10 pages on the Illuminati because it's crazy. It's just crazy stuff. But that's not what we're here to talk about. This question says this, straight in. what does the Bible say about, about lust and pornography? So I want to go to sex a little and uh, lust and pornography. Real quick, I want to start just by saying this. No, and I know, I know so many of you have heard this stuff before. God's the sex maker, right? God is the sex maker. In a list of attributes of God, he's holy, he's just, and he's all these other things. God's the sex maker. Like, he gave us sex. So think about the fact that we, we were made sexual. We were sexual before we were sinful, as far as the order of. So Genesis 1, you've all heard this before, but God makes everything. But he says to Adam and Eve, God blessed them, said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. So even, even that means, like, multiply, reproduce. Be fruitful. You can't, humans cannot be fruitful unless they have sex. Um, and then later, at chapter 2, this is huge. Jesus quoted from Genesis 2, 24. I'll read 23 as well. The Lord made, uh, starting at verse 22, sorry. The Lord God made a woman out of, uh, from the rib he had taken out of the man. He brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be common, for she was taken out of man. But then it says this, writer of Genesis writes, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. And so that one fleshness just really means like they're united. How else do you become one? Do you become one by holding hands? So, I mean, like, when you have sex, you, that's, that's the one fleshness. Why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. So Jesus reiterates this in Mark 10. Um, he's asked about divorce from the Pharisees, the religious leaders. Man will leave his father and mother, be united to his wife. The two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Um, so really, biblically, like, it was the consummation of a marriage. Like, once you got married, I mean, that was the, that was the context for sex. Okay, what does the Bible say about lust and pornography? Man, for us guys, and in this world we live in, uh, like especially because of media and whatever, smartphones, we have the world in our pocket. If you have a smartphone in your pocket, pornography is all over that. Um, so what does the Bible say about lust? How does, does the Bible say the word pornography to talk about this? Um, and if you can, use scripture references, read if you want out of the Bible. Well, I mean, to answer Brad's question about uh, the Bible saying, like, if uh, pornography is in there, I mean, to be honest, I have not read the whole Bible from from end, from end beginning to end, uh, but I'm going to guess that answer is going to be no, but there's very similar uh, instances. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's just more on the lust factor. If you're able to pull out your phone and type in Pornhub and go and watch whatever you want to, uh, I mean, yeah, that's really easy to access. Everyone has access to it, and it really is more on, like, you controlling yourself and making sure that you have self-control. Um, and that's aspects across the whole board, uh, you know, treating women respectfully, even guys respectful, uh, again, with that as well. I like, and I'll come back to you, I like how Jesus says, Matthew 5, you've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. It was one of the ten. I mean, it was way back, Ten Commandments. Genesis 20, or Exodus 20. Um, so don't adultery. So what's adultery? In my mind, I'm just, that means sex outside of, of your marital relationship. It assumes you're married, and that's any sort of other, I'm sleeping, I'm having sex with other people other than my spouse. Jesus comes along and raises the bar and says, um, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully 
has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, I love that Jesus brings up the heart. So much of this, you guys know, like, you know what you're going to hear, what the Bible is probably going to say. That doesn't make it any easier. But what, where's your heart at? And so, one of the best things that's helped me, okay, uh, first time I ever saw pornography, probably fifth or sixth grade, Aaron Knight's house, we go up to his treehouse in the backyard, and he finds Playboys in this backyard dumpster and pulls it out. I mean, just shows me. And I'm like, well, almost like scared, like what? What is that? Like what is going on? What is that? Um, and I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want to graphic or whatever. But it was like, whoa! Uh, this was. I remember getting the internet in my house in sixth grade, and quickly learning you could just, you know, type in whatever, make a, you know, make a girl's boobs, whatever you wanted, and um, and obviously it's progressed. That was I don't know how old I was, mid '90s. Um, and then, and then masturbation comes right along with it. And that's just the natural sort of like you, you know, you're like, ooh, this feels good. One of the questions was, when's the, so, so I'm just jumping straight in. You're like, oh, this is awkward. No, it's good for us to talk about this. How um, is this worded? I, I, actually, I actually do, uh, do have something in the Bible. Um, okay, so in Galatians 5, um, it, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Um, but right before it, it, uh, it talks about the works of the flesh, and I'm just going to read it. It's uh, Galatians 5.19. The works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sen- 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 <laughs> sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, <laughs> strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, divisions, dissensions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Um, things like these, I think pornography fits under there. I think pornography is, is sexual immorality. Um, you know, so yeah, the, the Bible, Bible does talk about immoral things and kind of lumps pornography in with all of these, these things that are works of our own desire. Try to define sexual immorality. That, that phrase is in the Bible a lot. Yeah. So I would say, I would say that sexual immorality the Bible sets up from Genesis what, what Brad read. From Genesis, it sets up what marriage is um, and, and how that's okay. Paul, Paul talks about, like, if you want to get married, that's okay. It's better to be single, but if you want to get married, that's okay. But make sure that you're staying sexually pure and you aren't doing anything outside of marriage. Um, so, so sexual immorality, I think, is deviating from the direction that the Bible has set up on what is sexually pure. Yeah, that's good. So much of it does go, like, where's my heart? Um, Jack and I were talking earlier about desires. Like, we desire things. And um, so even if you desire food, maybe at a certain point you go, I'm going to stop eating because I have a greater desire actually for being not be, not being obese, not getting to be, not, you know, being fat or something. Or... I really want this cool video game or something. I have money, but I really want this other thing more, and so I'm going to delay this desire because I want something else. The hard thing about sexual, like, you know, pornography, the alternative, I suppose, is like, and there's pornography, which is sort of like the virtual world, and then you start getting into, say, you have a girlfriend or you get to be in college, and maybe girls are throwing themselves at you at some point, and the the alternative is like waiting till you're married, and how long is that going to be, and 
Let's, sex feels good. I, I, I mean, I could go all over the place on this. What are the purposes of sex? Let me just list these real quick. To consummate a marriage, which sort of means union, completeness, oneness, that one flesh thing, Genesis 2.24. Uh, secondly, procreation. They say is a, obviously to produce offspring, be fruitful and multiply, Genesis 1.28. Um, thirdly, uh, to foster love and intimacy. So sex is the most intimate way to say I love you. It's really, I mean, it's to foster love and intimacy. Biblically, I would take the Song of Songs or Song of Solomon. Uh, we joke about that in my small group a lot. Um, fourthly, though, pleasure. One of the purposes of sex is pleasure. Again, like in a marriage relationship, man, it's, it's awesome, right? And we know that. And that's why if sex felt like getting punched in the face, people wouldn't have sex that much, right? But it doesn't. It, it, you know, at least you've heard and you know, you, know, you know what an orgasm feels like. Sex is a way for us to experience pleasure. I would t- go to Song of, Psalm, uh, Song of Psalms. I would take you to look up Proverbs 5, 18 and 19 sometime. Proverbs 5, 18 and 19. I don't have time to maybe read it right now. And then maybe even protection. I would say Proverbs 5 and 6, protection, or you start talking STDs. And, um, and even just, I don't know, you start living very promiscuously, having sex with, who knows. Know a guy related to a leader, an Oasis leader here in Omaha, got beaten almost to the point of death because he was at a friend's house who was a girl, and this was the father of, so this guy who came busted into the house and beat him to an inch of his life, uh, it was the ex-boyfriend of this girl that he was just friends with, he was sleeping, anyway, like, not that, anyway, but there's a protection aspect, there's just sort of this, it's safer, one woman, you're married, um, it's legal, it's committed, it's monogamous, um, you've had a marriage. Anyway, I'm, I'm going all over the place. But there's a whole lot of, like, there's a whole lot of purposes for sex. They're good. Um, pleasure's one of them. You know, one of these is sort of like, uh, this person said, how do you balance everything in your life during high school? I want to, like, how do we control some of these guy, like, urges, temptations, well, here I'm gonna... I sort of blurted out some of my earliest, you know, like what would you guys say maybe has helped you in the battle for purity over the years? Uh, well, I'm going to start off the. I mean, I mean, we've started out with par- pornography, and I mean, I during through middle school all the way through high school. I mean, I was struggling with pornography. Um, it's a constant daily struggle. I mean, you go to school and you see a girl in yoga pants, you'd be like, oh my gosh. Or you'd go on the internet and you'd be searching, you know, cats or something or on the website and you see this whatever ad, you know. Oh, right. I, yeah, usually, I mean, usually I just Google cats, right? <laughs> like, have to test if the internet works. But anyway, like, if you're just searching something and you're reading an article, BuzzFeed, you see that ad in the corner, you know, date Chinese girls or something, you know singlesonly.com or whatever but you see all those like pictures and you're just you're drawn to it so you click on it or you like search something else and then now you've got yourself in a deep hole uh i mean and then you just start like getting a cycle with it um and maybe some of you guys haven't gotten into that but uh, i've definitely gotten to a cycle you know i'd go to school in the morning do track do whatever sport afterwards and then i had work at like six I had free time between like five and six. So, you know, I'd take a shower and then I'd feel good after that. And then, whoa, I have like 20 more minutes before work. Might as well look up something to pleasure me and get me relaxed before going to work. So, you know, that just became the daily routine. And then next thing you know, you're like, whoa, 
I'm looking at porn like constantly, uh, what's happening? And then I feel like the a good way to like take you out of that is at least admit it to somebody. Uh, you can't just admit it to yourself. Be like, I'm addicted to it because that's obvious. Obviously, that's everyone's gonna know that, but or you're gonna know that. But if you let somebody else know, if you let your parents know, or if you let, I know that's a a big struggle. I let my parents know in high school, and they were like, "Yeah, it's understandable to like masturbate once in a while, but uh, it wasn't once in a while. It was every day." Uh, but I think like talking to one of your best friends about it, they might be struggling with it too. So there's already a connection right there. You already understand what they're going through. So if you just text them like, "Hey, but what you up to?" I mean, that could definitely stop them uh, between the time of their their point on when they're going to look at something. Uh, and you just take their mind off of it, and you account each other for it. Um, you know, you have to be honest with that. If you're not honest, then it's not going to work. And, what's, and it's, you know, what's hard probably, and you said you just told your parents. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I was here in high school with, at Oasis, and I was just like, going through the same thing like you guys are. And I was really touched by whatever somebody said. I, I don't remember what they said, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to admit this to my parents. So I get in the car sit down and oh I'm I'm shaking like no other and I'm just like mom I'm addicted to porn wow. and she's like uh all right and then how to take like yeah she didn't know how to take it I mean she's like uh all right whole car ride. I mean I live on 120th and center so it's not a far ride but get home and then she's like talk sits me down talks to me about it and I mean well, that's that's like not to cut you off no yeah I that, I mean, like, so many of us, it's like I feel this sense of shame, though. Like, I would never tell anybody. So I moved to Omaha. I didn't tell anybody until I was, I met, I'm in Bible college. And this, this dude comes into my room. Uh, he was, I think he was totally naked at the time, which is so weird. I didn't even know who he was. His name, his name is Jordan something. And I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm sitting at my desk. This is literally my first week of college, and I'm in a Bible college. And he... Anyway, and he just brings up the topic. I don't know why he was naked. He was like just fucking around our dorm, our hall naked. And he goes, he goes, so do you masturbate or so? Or do you, when was the last time or so? And was really like pretty smart kid. And anyway, I don't know. Again, I don't know why he was naked. He wasn't bringing it up to be weird or perverted or something. And I was scared. I was just like, what? No, like, of course not. I'm, you know, I'm better. Anyway, but eventually, man, it was like we. I just had this group of Christian guys, and we just were very, very open about it, and we talked about it regularly. So I was always afraid to talk to my parents about it. Many of us feel this shit the same way. Uh, I want you guys to see these real quick. First of all, this is a, like a free web blogger. Maybe you're like, I'm not about to do that, but um, OpenDNS, or it's called Family Steel. If you just Google that, that's something you can, uh, again, this is probably something for your parents to know. Um, but it's nice because it's free. I have this on my computer at home just so my kids don't find anything. But even for me, um, be prep, password protected. Here's three websites. If you've never heard of this, if you're like, I really do, you know, none of us would want to say I'm addicted to pornography. But if it's like probably more than three or four times a week or I don't know, you know, you're just looking at it often. Um, that fightthenewdrug.org is a great website. And it's basically saying there's a lot of educational stuff on there just on the website. They um, have a new program under Get Help called the Fortify program. It's free to anybody. You can just sign up for it, um, go to the website. And uh, there's videos that are sort of just, again, training on it, sort of retraining your mind. But there's even like a calendar, I think, for you to sort of track your progress. Uh, 
Triple X Church is awesome. Um, lots of good, like, blogs and confession sort of stuff on there. Just, I mean, nothing bad. I think they label themselves the Christian porn, porn site or something, number one, which is sort of a weird tagline. Um, X3 Watch is something you can download on your phone or on your computer at home. Uh, you type in a friend's email, and it emails them any uh, objectionable, objectionable sites that you may have gone to. X3 Groups cost money, but that's a small group you meet online. Um, still a great resource. Covenant Eyes. The Canine Browser app I know on my phone, um, I, don't re- I don't remember the last time. Anyway, but for a while, after when I was newly married, I used that. I had someone type in a code on my iPhone, disabled Safari, and disabled getting other apps so I couldn't go download Chrome or something. And uh, the Canine, Canine is like a browser that automatically blocks anything. Um, but all that stuff is sort of like, you got to not want it. If you still want it, you will always find a way around it. Accountability helps, but accountability needs to be consistent. And again, if you want it, you know, like you can just lie to your friend who asks you once a week or your small group leader. You know, there's plenty of these, like, how do you just balance everything? You know, Jonathan sort of mentions it's almost like it's a stress release. Um, man, it, like, we just feel that. Some of you go, yeah, I've sort of sense that. Sorry, Jack, we're like going really long, but um, it sort of started a conversation. So if you, if you have other questions, if you want to talk to your leader, talk to your leader afterwards or talk to me, go to groups.